Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whoa! What? What the what? heck's wrong what? with this wheel? Oh, oh! Did someone smash this thing? No, but I did break it. How do you manage to break a chair, Mike? <laughs> well, when when you needed to eat hot dogs, you and Ryan, I wanted you to have comfy chairs, and I'm bringing oh. them down the stairs, and I'm like, huh, not bad. I only broke one of the ten wheels on the chairs. Man, Ryan, you have been. You guys have really put in some work over here. You got a broken chair and a broken mic. Oh, geez, yeah, <clears throat> I didn't even notice the zip ties. <laughs> yeah, we're switching it up a little bit. It's interesting having Ryan over here and Ben over there. Yeah, this is nice. We'll see. We'll see how long I last over here until CJ kicks me out because we bump knees the whole yeah, time. Yeah, we're we're both spreaders. Uh, like, true. We just sit really wide, and it's just not a good combo. Like even like if we're sitting in the back seat of like a pickup together. Yeah, it's bad. I know. Well, I, normally, I will agree. Yeah, normally the the third man is is the one who ends up having getting it the worst. Like, yeah, yeah. Because we both just spread. <laughs> I feel like with the group, you have strategic people that you want in different positions of your life. And I would say being in the back of the truck or maybe even sleeping in a bed, Ben is a spreader in bed. Like he, his legs, Jesus. <laughs> Hold ben on. Is like, Hold his like legs are going sideways. And he's Don't drag me into this, Ryan. Yeah, you want to share like the back seat with Micah. Or a better or Mike. Ken. Yeah. Or even Ken, you do not want to sleep just... with Mike. If if we have to, if we're staying in a hotel, no, not need... that there's anything wrong. He just snores so loud. You can't even yeah. share the it's room like a with megaphone, him. Yeah, dude. but it... the thing about sleeping next to Mike though in the same bed is if he is snoring, you can shake him, and the dude sleeps so hard he'll just stop snoring, but like doesn't wake it's up. It's like a. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, and just like, yeah, I do. Goes, yeah. It's amazing. I just tell like you, muzzle. yeah, I was like, go over there, light kick, light shove, and I should stop. Yeah, but it's like you got to get out of bed, yeah, go and right. shove you, like roll you over. Yeah. Yeah, but Mike doesn't also like fall asleep until like two hours after everyone else. So you should be like 
Hopefully. pretty deep into your sleep at that That's point. That's true. Yeah, like, your sleep schedule is <laughs> so messed up. Annihilated. And, dude, I, I, like, see the cameras of you up at, like, 8 a.m. It's crazy. Not not how getting you, up for the day, though. Dude, how are Just, you, like, functioning and then waking up? Because usually we'll, like, start filming at, like, 10 and we'll wake you up at 10. Mm-hmm. How, how are you functioning on two hours of sleep? I, it's pretty rare that I get only two hours of sleep. But you do it. I still feel like you get the sleep in. You just get it in at a different hour. There was one time last two weeks ago when I was working on the merch drop that I legitimately got two hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. And it was brutal. And it felt so weird the next day. But if it's like four, four and a half to five hours of sleep, totally good. Weird that I do it from, you know, five to uh, ten. But it's a weird schedule, man. Yeah, I mean, That's not always how it is. But I feel like it's just a creative mind. Like it's always, Dude, it's just yeah. When I get checked hour. in on my computer, it just that's I hate it to be honest. But that's when my productivity is, is at its peak. Mm. It's so weird. Me and CJ used to edit the videos like entirely by ourselves. So I would take one, and then he would take one. Like the next week, when we would do that, we would have to spend basically like twenty four hours straight editing. You could start at like seven p.m. on a Wednesday night, and you'd edit. <laughs> Basically for the next 24 hours straight. I legit yeah. cannot believe yeah. that you guys did that for years. For years. And then eventually we just got to the point where we were like, dude, this makes no sense for one of us to do the entire thing. And then when we're editing, like the other one's just like chilling, kind of yeah. just like a waste of time for the other person. But ever since yeah, we like started splitting. Way up, more refined now. Yeah, it's more refined. And the quality of the edits are like way better because you're not running on zero <laughs> sleep trying to be creative. I felt like it was the the old days though. Just so last video uh, when we were preparing for our Black Friday drop, Ben and I were both here editing at until six a.m. Yo, it went yeah, we were, we were here until six a.m. That was the funniest thing and, too, because I'm I'm here too working. I go, I'm gonna work as long as they work. I, you know, I'm I already know I'm gonna be up late, and it's like here comes four. Damn, dude, I might go to bed. You here, comes five, <laughs> here comes six. And I was like, dude, they're now they're up walking around. Like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> oh, I got a second wind. <laughs> no, I didn't. They did. Yeah, I was driving yes. home and there was people jogging. And I was like, huh, man, this is odd. <laughs> oh, I've done lives. that in a while, but yeah. yeah that was sweet. It's, it, it feels good to just see everybody grinding, which obviously for Black Friday to make everything happen, we had to grind and it was so fun. Yeah. It was fun to see. Uh, you got Cody in here helping you. Everybody got, comes every, together. It's so awesome. Um, I was thinking, do they still do like, they obviously still do like Black Friday sales at like brick and mortar stores. So like Walmart or, you know, wherever. Do they still do it like where they just open the door? They have it way more because you never see the videos of like people getting tramped. Like people would get messed up. That was like the biggest thing. It was like Thanksgiving, six o'clock. Getting tramped. Got to get to the mall. Just trying to save a hundred bucks on a a A TV. I think I think it came and went because all these companies bit off. They bit off more than they could chew. So it it like started for a while. It was just like midnight. No, it wasn't midnight. It wasn't. Black Friday started like six a.m. Yeah, and then they started moving it to midnight. Yeah. And then people were like starting to, and then it was getting earlier, 7 p.m. on Thursday. Yeah. That's eating yeah. into people's Thanksgiving. So anyway, it just got so ridiculous that people were like, eh. Also, who's on going to a internet, store to I like, know. you might as well just go on Amazon or Walmart.com, wherever, and just get the sale there. Get the same, probably same price. <laughs> yeah, things have changed. but yeah, and then you just get shipped to you. They, yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about that because you never see those videos anymore. No, you that don't. had to have happened for a really long time because that was like the rage for I don't know. Yeah, I remember it, it, it like in 
When high I was school? in like middle school, yeah. I, I was just like, I'd like to go with like my friends yeah. uh, or like their parents. And uh, just, just cause I was like, this is going to be lit. Like mm-hmm. everyone like same around. dude. Me and my, me and my buddies would stay up all night, of course, cause they're getting early and early. We would go to Fargo and just drift around in the parking lots until the stores of course you <laughs> opened. <laughs> Wait, wouldn't there, there be a bunch of vehicles in the parking lot? Like not really, you know, yeah, there, but there's no the, police. just the vehicles of the people that are standing in line, but it's not filling the parking lot up per se. So no joke, just go drift around. I love finding out about Mike's like troubled past troubled his, his, tr- his bad, his bad boy was, past back when he was drifting <laughs> in parking lots yeah his buick lasabre the saber and his one friend smoked a marble red <gasps> when he was 15 whoa jeez he died <laughs> and he died <laughs> so where where's the little weasel he's downstairs working okay got his tail <laughs> between his legs a little rat <laughs> does his haven't admitted that he's a weasel yet no he hasn't. So, so you don't he get still to decide whether you're a weasel or not. You just are one. Yeah, but has he admitted to his fault? Or does he still think that he's... I haven't seen him yet. He, he went home for Thanksgiving. So in the video, the whole reason that I got my nipples pierced, which I lost fair and square, but we had to run because Evan chimed in and Thought altered so the whole great. competition. And he was supposed to get his his pierced with me. That was part of it. And, and uh, now he's not. Yeah, and it was weird because like before we we didn't see the footage, so I I was like I swear I remember him <laughs> saying like if I win you guys gotta both get it done, but I didn't want to like fully like lean mm-hmm. on him. But then I saw obviously saw when, when it got chopped up, so he's he's caught red-handed. It's tough because he he I think he did say that, but um he didn't win. I feel like it's if you like hop in a competition, he threw up. Um, that's also true. Yeah. Either yeah, way, but I don't should know. be getting I, his nipple spears. I, I, I think I think he got into it. I, I will admit, I definitely <laughs> may have chopped a couple things out of the videos that may that basically just made it like more blurry of like, well, was he a part of it or not? Uh-huh. But I think no, he definitely knew what he was getting into, and then as soon as he found out. That he had to, <laughs> there was consequences. There was consequences. That's when he backed out, and it's like, I don't know. I, I just think it's like super weaselly. <laughs> I can already see it now. Bust in the nipple shop again with Evan. With Evan, I can. Just, I, I can already see it now. I don't know how shop. it's gonna happen, but like, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm sensing some. The universe is pushing him towards the second nipple piercing. But the, the main thing I can't believe is just that Ryan beat me in a race. I don't know if what the is. hell, dude. I, I I gave up, but also I don't know where you pulled that out of. <laughs> it's like this dude developed some superpowers when we were running. Bro, I haven't ran in probably I, since I think it just middle school basketball. It had to have just came down to you legit just didn't want it more than me. A hundred percent. And I don't know how much you didn't want it, but I really yeah, did I not want it. it. I could feel it. When we were running stride in stride. Sounds so funny the way you guys are explaining it. Like you wanted the win, but the way you're explaining it, I was running so hard. Like I did I not did want it. it. I did not want the consequences. <laughs> yeah. It was like there was a person chasing me with a knife. Imagine how funny it would have been. It would have been such a dick move, but when we were running next to each other, I thought about tripping you. I thought about it too. I thought about trying to like yeah, show you. Know, you so funny for the video, but then it was just like fudge. Like that'd be, oh. I don't know. It's like, it'd be like, like cheating or like, I thought about pushing you into in like the, the ditch. ditch. Yeah. thought the same thing too. Trying to like jam you up when we were at the yeah. mailbox, but I was just so focused on not throwing up after eating five hot dogs and then running half a mile, sprinting God, half a mile. Man. 
But dude, it it you know, in the video it happened so fast, but we for about a little under a quarter mile were stride in stride I right like next was, to yeah. each other. Like dude, it, it was it was a very like Ricky Bobby moment. Tally that's what I felt. Like, like the music was going the finish line. Dude, I love the way that you edited it. Like <laughs> it was already lit and looked like yeah, yeah like, that was the best it. part of the video. But the I thought, flashbacks, when we were running yeah. and the flashbacks. Yeah, that's when I was like, like, this is all on the line right that's here. That's when I was fully engaged. I was I just, like, oh yeah. yes. I am really disappointed in myself that I stopped. Like I I don't know. I just thought I had more willpower than that. I normally do. It was just like the circumstances. I don't know what the frick happened, dude. I gave up, and I'm honestly pretty embarrassed about that. I quit. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I could have at least... There was just so many factors. I could have been there. I could have (laughs) been... I could have beat you. I I also at least could have been, like, at least right behind you. I'm just so disappointed in myself for stopping running. Dude, I you had a head start. If you had kept running... No, he was was ahead. You had the head start. But I gave up, or I had started to give up on the run, and you were like... 25 feet ahead Dude, of me. And I was, was so like, far ahead of him at the start. Oh, it wasn't was on bad. camera, but yeah. And I can tell you probably in your head were like, wait, like if I don't actually, if I lose this race, like there's no like, yeah, but Evan Hop, there's none of that. It was, it, it was also, game over. It, it was also a little bit demotivating for me because I was thinking to myself, okay, he beat me in the backup challenge and he beat me technically in the hot dog eating competition and then it kind of got screwed up with like Evan hopping in. If I win this, like it'd be really, it'd be kind of lame. I, which you beat me you, or a comeback you re- victory. Re- yeah. you beat me, but like it, it would have been like we just spend the rest of the day doing like challenges. You, I felt like you forth. ultimately won everything, but also you did outrun me. Like I, I just, <laughs> I, you, I don't know why I quit. I was probably we were, when we were running next to each other. There was like one time you kind of like misstepped and you fell back like six inches, and then My you did shoe it again. Fell off. Yeah, that's right. And so that literally right there, I was like, "All right, I got this." And I kept going. <laughs> that's but awesome. If that hadn't happened, I don't know how many how much longer I could have kept at that rate. Yeah, that was oh. electric. That was fun. That was like an inhumane. <laughs> it, it, it felt very wrong it, the entire when day, I was like, running. I was yeah. thinking this is inhumane. Yeah, it really was, dude. Every single challenge, I guess not the backup challenge, but especially like the uh, longest to last in the water challenge, that one just felt like I I was like really mean for doing that to you guys. <laughs> okay. That was great. You it, got your payback. It definitely had like fear factor vibes. Yeah. You know, just nasty challenges. Dude, yeah. That show was crazy. Like they would have people upside down, like strapped in a car under like <laughs> yeah. feet underwater, yeah. dude. Like I for I could not do that. I could probably hold my breath for let's say forty seconds right here, but if I was in that situation, I'd be five seconds yeah, into like the panicking, panic. dude. I'd yeah. go I just I'm not a water guy. Dude, Did anyone ever get hurt on that show? I think that's I'm a great sure they point. have. Yeah. Is that the first? That uh, is that the first experience you had? That's funny. I use that word with Joe Rogan. Yeah, like th- well, it was I back think that's when everyone. Yeah, okay. First that was his first like thing. Act- probably actually, bigger thing. Yeah, it's so weird. Uh, Notable. watching him with hair. Yeah, you know, like it really is. It's like, oh, that's Joe Rogan. He looks better with a bald head. I agree. Yeah, some guys just look better bald. Yeah, like a Andrew, very small mouth, but that dude's full on bald too. And like, uh, somebody did die in a Thai version. Of the Fear Factor show. In a what? Oh, <clears throat> okay. But it really? wasn't the American one. Okay. What he happened? Hit, he got hit by a barrel during a stunt. What? I don't know God, how you get hit by a barrel. Just Dude, them. I'd imagine that was just like such, like, think about how corporate that probably was because there was so, it was such a big show yeah. and how many like 
legal advisors and safety <laughs> people that they had on set at yeah. all times that were probably just like tweaking. Oh, I'm sure. But I feel like also back then, like things were more loose. They just, mm-hmm. and, and I, I think that's just a fact. Yeah. Like everything's really tightened up because obviously people did probably get hurt. Yeah. Like they, yeah, they, people don't mess around. They couldn't even anything. do that now, right? Yeah. Like, probably, they couldn't do a know. show. Like even some of the stuff they had to eat. Yeah. Oh, like they were, like yeah, you probably couldn't was, yeah. do a show nowadays because people be like, oh, you can't eat live worms that's animal abuse like <laughs> or legitimately people would do that and that's that's like another way like kind of stuff's changed but yeah like know. everybody's gotten a little wiser <laughs> i was watching youtube before i came here and i came across this video of mark rober's sh- shop mm-hmm. holy crap he's got a full-on it's pretty cool dude it's insane you guys got to watch it and then on top of that i've been watching a lot of fantasy factory lately i don't mm-hmm. know why just like when i was sick i just started watching them i was like i'll watch every single one because I, I haven't seen them all and i started thinking this shop is great, but I think I think we gotta oh. think about something building bigger. something even bigger. Like after watching that, like both those, I'm like, God, this place is kind of small. I like where your heads at. I mean, we all why don't we have a foam fired pit? Up. Like why don't we have a foam pit in our shop? Right. You know? mm-hmm. I, don't, I just don't know if we have. It's just, it just <laughs> that's, that's exactly that's right. it. Yeah. Like we should be able to like do some cool shit. Mm-hmm. In here, we but can't like do any we can't cool shit in because here, we dude. got all we don't have of our a stuff. Pit. I want a freaking skate got, park in well, the shop. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, we need an indoor pool, a foam pit, a skate park, zip lines. It's not that this place is small; it's just so filled up. It Ooh, is. We and, have and maximized think, a lot of the space. I think we need to do one that's like four times the size of this, dude. I've always thought there's this old abandoned building in a town near us called Tools and More. <gasps> Tools and more has oh, been oh. a host of shitty places that have gone out of business, but it started as a furniture store. And as that all, thing's pretty yep. big, dude. It just doesn't have high ceilings. But other than that, can You're you imagine right. like the races like you could have in there? We it's can bring back big, the crazy carts. But that place oh, is probably like I don't know, like fifty thousand square feet or something like that. Dude, and it's got like uh, that loading dock in the mm-hmm. back. Yeah, it'd be. It's about as close as it's going to get for an abandoned warehouse as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. We got the room. We got the land. Like That's what I'm thinking. We got to like build something on there. I like that idea. We build that, and then we also build another strip and then use that for like either like rent them out or sell them. There you I go. Think. That'll finance the $5 million shop that we have to <laughs> put a phone yeah, I don't even. But yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I feel like we're uh goldfish and every time that we increase the size of the bowl we just mm-hmm. keep growing and getting more creative and stuff like that and just this bigger bowl and this shop really is uh it's like business you know yeah, it, that's no, what it would like, be we can, it's like this is we, still we, use, right, right. Yeah. useful but like, yeah you got the offices the podcast studio mm-hmm. the merch bay like it really is about half like strictly business mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure no we definitely need <laughs> in the next shop though to get just like more workspace because if we ever start a project Oh yeah, dude. And it, and it if it's there for like more than a week, everything else just like kind of becomes a mess around it because there's just mm-hmm. no room. So it's like you're like yeah. kind of I don't like every time we think about starting a project, we're always like, uh, is it worth it? Is having it worth yeah, it? Up the yeah. shop, yeah, because yeah. then it's like basically takes like let's just say uh, one fourth of our production area, and then it's just out of the question. Yeah. So I think the next shop we need. To have a spot dedicated to just builds that can take a long time. And then we also need to yeah. just hire a full-time fabricator and mechanic. Yep. And then just constantly have them on cool builds. Yeah. I think I that's agree. the next step. We just got to find a good one. A good one. And somebody who's also like good on camera. And mm-hmm. and mostly just like 
can work for us like full time and kind of just like chip away at I agree. Yeah, just whatever. Like always be working on one project and then maybe if there's like a hang up, we start the next one. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think that's like our biggest hold up right now would be our mechanical and fabrication <laughs> skills. I agree 100%. Well, the, the skills, but also like the t- you know, like we're pretty capable at not fabricating. But when it comes to like if we need to build. To another trike and a big wheel. Yeah, we can build. We can totally do that. Even that, though, it's like we got to take a full day. day. It'd probably yeah. take you and I or whatever a full day to do that. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. What comes to mind when you picture the perfect roommate? One who comes when you call, one who doesn't forget to lock the doors, maybe one who doesn't steal your milk just a little bit at a time, hoping that you won't notice. At Apartments.com, they understand that when it comes to roommates, a pet can be your best bet. They're easygoing, they eat what you serve them, and they never clog the toilet. And that's why Apartments.com has the most pet-friendly rental listings on the internet. And with instant alerts, you'll know the moment that your perfect pet-friendly place becomes available. Apartments.com has so many features like 3D virtual tours, the ability to save your favorite apartments, and with over a million places to rent, you are absolutely going to find the right place for you. Apartments.com knows that moving can be stressful, but by giving you options, filtered searches, and more, they can help take away some of that stress. When I need a new apartment, I will definitely need a pet-friendly choice. So if you guys need a place that's pet-friendly and human-tolerant, check out Apartments.com, the place to find your pet-friendly place. Thanks, Apartments.com, for sponsoring the podcast. To be fair, I am pretty impressed with how much we have learned in the last five years. Like, we went from hardly knowing how to change the oil on a dirt bike to, I don't know, you know, build the three-wheeler downstairs and stuff like that. Like, we've, we've improved. Not a ton, but we've improved. Dude, Ryan fixed the clutch on a Harley. <laughs> it took me three I, tries. Yeah. I, get, I did get I was, it figured out. I was impressed. That's that, something a mechanic would do. Yeah. Also, though, we've never really put like a huge emphasis on the actual like build side of it. Yeah. Mostly because we haven't we done anything like that crazy. But I think we build like the cool things, but then where we excel is like ripping them yeah. and like the camaraderie of like. Having fun, of with having fun with it exactly yeah so if we, like we can show the actual build process mm-hmm. of it maybe it's on a second channel even <laughs> that's like more d- like dives in 
deeper into it, like Seaboys TV Garage. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think to, that's that's a huge. When we get into that, it's gonna be like a major expansion because when you can do more unique, just like one off, crazier builds that we're unable to do right now. Yeah, dude, those videos are gonna pop yeah, off. Yeah, like, like we're, it's gonna go insane. We're we're we've had pretty. Well, bad luck with how they run, but pretty good luck finding some really unique stuff on yeah, Facebook Marketplace. Like but then, we just gotta buy the, yeah, it's the like good ones. the step past that is a major step past that where we have these ideas in our head, just bringing them to life is hard. You can't just assume that you're going to find it on Facebook Marketplace one day. I want yeah. an all wheel drive Corvette. Oh, they're they making one of those already. Really? Yeah, well, yeah, but. Zorro. No, like one it? one that you could like hoon you. Yeah, name. like yeah, you yeah, take yeah. like, like a an C- off-road. Yeah, like Weston made the C5 one that he bought, but like that, but it's got all-wheel drive, and I can daily it in the winter. Oh. Put a snow plow in the front of it. That'd oh, be, my God. <laughs> be that'd good. be amazing. That'd be a sweet. That'd a be really snow plow sweet. in front of Ben's Lambo. Well, that'd be insane. Did we just come up with a new video idea? <laughs> I don't know where you So So we'll go down with the saw and cut some spots. That way we the can buffer. just put it right, right to the so frame. So we can just weld it straight to yeah. the frame. Mm-hmm. So it's going to basically just be a snowplow for the rest of its life yep. or a salvage title. <laughs> I had to get a new back bumper for my GTR so you can get it's a only front fair bumper. That I get a <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure right. it will be just the same price. Yeah, it's like we're yeah. throwing it around. Yeah. What is it? A front bumper has got to be like 10, 10 grand. grand. Yeah. And dude, I do it, but my car just doesn't work in the snow. So like, I'm sorry. Right. That's right. True. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair, fair point. I, I think we should actually start finding like a really good fabricator though. And you can't be shitty. Right, dude. I, I think that guy. I, you got to be able to like either live around here or live here. Like it's gonna be a full time. Oh yeah, game. yeah, you yeah. One hundred percent would pay you salary. Um, that one dude that's coming up to yeah, do the R six quad. He might be our ticket. He might. We'll see how he does. But that's obviously that too. obviously he's familiar with R six swaps, but it, maybe he'll Everything. be really good at it. A yeah, lot he's of a things. pretty gnarly builder. Scrolling Sweet. through his Instagram. On all his builds, got us pretty hyped up. And he's a YouTuber, this is, so it's this like is, he'd, he'd kind of, yeah. it'd be, maybe it'd be a good blend. I don't mm-hmm. know. But speaking of YouTubers that have crazy setups, did you guys see Dude Perfect's headquarters? Not, I don't know if it's a headquarters or if it's just like a. Their amusement I saw, park. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, that place is insane. I'll pop a picture I, of it I up see, here, but what? Is it real? I think, I think it is. I think yeah. the news articles maybe like misconstrued it a little bit. I think that they, that place isn't like their filming setup. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think they bought it and they're basically turning into like you go there to like do fun things, kind of like a a sky, zone, sky zone or, or even like, like Chuck Woodward, Cheese is a terrible, of, but, uh, mm-hmm. a terrible comparison. But it's more of like a business where like, hey, do you want to go to Dude Perfect? To, mm-hmm. You know, and then you go and you shoot hoops and you jump on trampolines and you do stuff like that. I think it's more of a thing like that. It's a pretty not, good idea. Or maybe it, it is their like headquarters like this, which that I, place is so big. I feel like that'd be just overkill. But yeah, I would say you're right. It's like a, a place for people to come. Yeah, I think it's like a brick, not a, I guess a brick and mortar physical location that you can mm-hmm. sell product or sell a like you good could, time. Host a birthday party there. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it's going to be. That would be the most birthday, lit birthday start party hosting ever. Birthdays here, and we'll have you manage it, Michael. Yes. Yeah. No. Yes. No. So you just have pizza. Two I'd be pretty good pop. at it, but I would. I wouldn't like doing it. Mike. Mike gets all the kids in the razor. 
Sends them around the track. Yeah. <laughs> you right, yeah. one time that you were you were bringing someone a ride in yeah, our Maverick and you backed into that grandma's. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh! Have we told that? Yeah, yeah. dude, no. funny. Oh, yeah, so like they came story. over and they were <laughs> local. old shop. Yeah. yeah, they were locals. So like we'd seen them around plenty. The kids and were. Uh, They've watched the videos. Huge and then, fans, and yeah. I and we don't do this anymore, but I was like, I'll obviously be careful. We're gonna wear our seatbelts. I'm not gonna I'm just gonna whatever. It was a different time. Yep, it was a different time. And I just straight up backed into this grandma's car that the grandma that brought the kids over. With and I you know, felt so dumb. There's just no ex no, did, nothing, no excuse. What did it do to her car? It just it, it just front, you know like the front bumper like it like but, a perfect yeah she had yeah. to get a whole new that bumper a wheel the Maverick size wheel he broke it made yeah it basically oh, I did? just like shattered I just it. remember it being one of those ones you know when you like pour steamy water over it oh, and then suction it pop it out Mike pours but, water over it and gets a yeah. plunger <laughs> oh, I'll fix it for you pulls the paint off <clears throat> she just was not I was you know clearly felt bad and she goes ah ah. No big deal. We came over and what wanted to ride. She was like, I'll say I got hit in the Walmart. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like yeah, that. I think that is what she said. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, that was good thing. We had a cool. She had a cool grandma. Yeah, they, she was chill with it. Gavin texted me after the last video of us destroying his three wheeler that we oh, gave no. him. And uh, he was like, dude, my Chinese moped. <laughs> How is she? Is she OK? And I was like, she, no, she is not OK, dude. She's totaled. <laughs> And he was like, oh, no, like, like undrivable. And I was like, yeah, bro. I Dude, it hardly drove before. I hope you had insurance on that thing. And he was like, I didn't. And I go, okay, put insurance on it on Monday <laughs> and, and say it, it was in a hit and run. And he was like, okay, okay, okay yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> Progressive, State Farm, anything, just get it. How is he supposed to pick up all the Gunnison girls, dude? Oh, he'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm sure. He'll figure, he'll figure it out. Uh, I did do a little research post last podcast about the Taylor Swift thing. So I was thinking all those people waiting for Taylor Swift tickets. I'm like, man, that a lot of people took their time and, you know, spent all day yeah. waiting for these tickets. Uh, I looked it up and 14 million people were trying to buy the like 2 million tickets. You have a better yeah, chance of getting into two, Harvard, 2.4 million, 2.4 million tickets. You have a better chance of getting into Harvard than you do getting a Taylor Swift ticket. Holy crap. Uh, which is pretty wild. Well, I don't, is that true? Uh, the internet told me, and the internet is that lies. true at all? I don't know. Because I guarantee I could not get into Harvard. I, I, yeah, I feel like true. I have a better shot at getting the ticket. One hundred percent could. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so the average U.S. income is two hundred and twenty-one dollars per day. They just searched the average. I figured the average person spent eight hours waiting. Figured they wasted the whole day between waiting and then being upset about it. Yeah. So during that day, the total loss. GDP of America of these 14 million people is three three billion dollars. No, I'm sorry. The total <laughs> the total GDP loss was three trillion dollars. No, three three billion. It was three. No, billion. yeah, it was three billion. Yeah. Ryan's I got, got zeros on zeros, there. dude. I even put in the freaking <laughs> little yeah. things. Anyway, three. It was three billion dollars, and I thought... was lost that day. Three billion. <laughs> wow, that's ridiculous. That's crazy. Dude. No anyway, way. I'll cut that. Yeah, you know what's funny though? Uh, so I was watching the VMAs just the other day and taylor swift was winning everything dude dude taylor swift is popular everything. even though you don't like her no, taylor swift I, is popular. I don't have a problem Bro. with her i didn't realize she was like a super she star. wins everything and like my girlfriend is the opposite of greta and she was like oh man like oh why is she always winning like they shouldn't she shouldn't be allowed to win anymore i'm like what like she's too good she's not allowed <laughs> to win awards uh, but it was a, it was actually really surprising so Damn. it makes sense like 
she clearly is. I mean, she's just a superstar. Yeah, yeah. like a superstar Two, amongst the superstars is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes, she sold 2.4 million tickets. Tickets at $300 a piece. How much is that? I think that's like $700 million. Wow, it's got to like, be the highest point grossing she just, tour. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, bro. I uh, and it's just her. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. true. It's not like she's like a band yeah, where band. you got the Tommy Lee on the drums and whoever playing guitar. You know, yeah. it's like. That you got to split it with. It's just her. Yeah. Me and Greta watched the documentary. She's Greta's probably seen it 14 times. <laughs> but I watched it with her the other day. And it's it's really interesting, actually, because Taylor Swift, although she's extremely popular right now, like, she's really had, like, waves of, yeah. like, come-ups. Yeah. And, and, like, uh, probably three years ago, like, people hated her. Yeah. Kanye yeah. did it. Dude, her and Kanye got this big feud. Yeah, yeah, year. yeah. Well, Kanye started out Didn't by he, I thought he made her, that bitch famous. <laughs> took that, her award. He said took sorry. her award, and she was seventeen or nineteen or something like Jeez. super oh, so young. That was a long time ago. God, yeah, yeah but you have Kanye come shit. up, bro. You win an award, and you have <clears throat> Kanye come up and take it from you and say that Beyonce deserves this award, and you're like a teenager. Yeah, well, like what? The, what? What would you be thinking? Like that would be such an insane moment. And then, um, jeez, yeah, when you put it that I'd way, I'd be scared. Yeah, I remember watching I'd be that scared when I was a kid. For that was sure. crazy. Yeah, but I guess like uh, yeah, the whole Kanye thing, and then like ten years later, made the song. I made that bitch famous, and then uh, yeah, like everyone was like, yeah, he did, he did make that bitch famous. <laughs> I think, yeah, for a while yeah, when that song came out. Why is she famous? <laughs> yeah, dude, mm. Kanye is crazy, bro. He's got like D platform, dude. Yeah, it, like, it, like, major kicked off, man. I, yeah, I've still seen some stuff. I feel mm. like isn't there. People are saying it was a strategic way to get out of all of his contracts, and that's why he said that. Maybe. Still seems pretty whack, but, but, but I feel like Kanye goes on these episodes like at least once a year, yeah, of just like going around and saying like the craziest shit, and then it's like people Maybe. almost forget that he's crazy, and then <clears> the <throat> next time he does it, they're like, "I can't believe this." Or it's it, like, "What do you mean he does this like it's once a year? Yeah, like that twice a year?" Yeah. yeah, it's. But I think the worst part is when he's kind of spitting game. You know, like he's saying agreeable stuff. And you're, he's kind of like hyping everybody up. I don't know when he was like saying he was going to run for president. Like there's a stint where he's like talking pretty straight and then he'll go and then tip over the edge and start saying crazy shit. And then you, everybody has to go, ah, he oh, he's crazy again. <laughs> Dude, that would suck so much. And like all the stuff he leaked about like Kim K when, when they were like going through their divorce and everything. And that would suck so much. Just like having your, like anything you ever told Just the guy it out. Or like any kind of secret that he Always. had. You, when he's going through these episodes, you you got to be like, no, no, don't say it. Yeah, <laughs> no say kidding. It. I hope he doesn't crazy. pick me. Dude, yeah. he must have been so torn up. I just didn't think he would. I thought he was too 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 uh, much ego, too big of a man to just like. I thought he was gonna be like, yep, you know, f her, f Pete Davidson, part? just oh. th just that. And but no, he's he like was being kind of a crybaby about it. Dude, he's got like the emotional strength of a first grader. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I just was surprised like. to see at how horribly he was handling the divorce. I don't know. He must I, have really I also loved her. kind of like Kanye because yeah. he's extremely entertaining. Yes. So it's like kind of a catch 22. It's like he is crazy, but he's also entertaining. I think he's still a legend. Yeah, I love his music. Yeah, amazing music. So I'm trying to find this clip. Kanye calls into the freaking the Charlemagne the God podcast or something calls in uh there was something it is such a loose cannon yeah finally he goes my wife is out here fucking a white boy with a 10-inch penis and you won't help me <laughs> my wife is out here fucking a white 
boy with his head is Jesus. Yeah, he's so dang funny. He's a loose cannon though. All right. Well, uh, should we have my dad on? Yeah, we have him. crowd right now, yeah. <clears throat> He's been waiting yep. for his moment to shine. All right, dad, hop on here. Hop on. <coughs> a special nice hang guest with you guys. appearance. Special guest. Special guest. People uh, have been requesting for, like, to have someone's dad on. Yeah, I thought it would be a good twist on the podcast. And um, you've sat in probably 75% of the podcast audience chairs. So <laughs> Not that many. Uh, pretty close. Makes makes sense to have you on, though. Well, thanks, boys. Yeah, welcome. Happy to be here. How's it feel to be sitting on this side? Pretty cool. Have you ever done like a radio show before? You ever I have like this. You I have. I started my practice. I was on the radio a lot. Ooh, really? Got experience doing what? Telling the message. Really? Yeah. I didn't 20, know that. 25, 28 years ago. Is it kind of nerve wracking going on the radio though, knowing that it's like live as you speak? It was. Yeah, you yeah. can say whatever you Very want. Very stressful. Yeah, and then you, you can just call me and be like, "Ryan, cut yep. that out." That is the nice part about this. <laughs> you gotta be careful though. Ryan's pretty good at chopping it up, making people look bad. Just makes my dad <laughs> look so dirty. Does <laughs> dirty? No, I do that. He wouldn't do that to me. All right, Dad. So we thought that it'd be an interesting take on. Uh, your opinion on just like everything that you've witnessed over the years between um, everything we used to do like before we would film and then the early days of our YouTube channel and obviously like as we've started the podcast and like all the stories that you've heard behind uh, the scenes and everything. But um, I don't know. I just want to get like your take on kind of everything that like goes on. And I think the people would think that's super interesting too. Like it, they it always kind are. of like your standpoint of like everything that you witness us doing day to day and back when we were like kids just starting well first of all on on behalf i think i'm speaking on behalf of all the parents everybody's just so incredibly proud of what you guys have done you know i remember um when you started doing the screen printing in our furnace room <laughs> yeah you know and in bed's bedroom and there'd be you know six seven of you guys in there you know and then it moved to the loft above the garage and I had to put up with Micah living above the garage for <laughs> all summer. I'd, I'd literally have to move his car every <laughs> so I could go to work. And then from there, it went to, you know, the shop over the old shop. And now to what you guys, now you guys are talking about, you know, you need 50,000 feet. <laughs> so it's just amazing. Absolutely amazing. And then, you know, that's not talking about the, the cars. You know, I used to think I needed cars and snowmobiles and fast motorcycles and i had all of that and it's like when you guys started this thing it's like i can just sit back and watch and i get more thrill from that than having all this stuff myself and i was thinking the other day how, how often did, do you see a lamborghini <laughs> in the lakes area never, i mean i've been here 30 years i never saw one yeah and now, you know, we get to see one every day, and then I get to drive one. Yeah. Down the gravel like, road, too. On a gravel <laughs> road. that bitch anywhere. So it's like, hell, I, it's just been amazing to watch you guys. So good job. Hey, thank you. Wow. Okay, we didn't bring them on to pump up, <laughs> up our tires. But, but, okay, so what was everyone's <laughs> thoughts more so in, like, the beginning? Because, obviously, you guys had to have been really confused. Like, what the frick is going on? Because... You know, yeah, like the, some well, of the first weekend, CJ brought yeah. a camera around. Also, you you saw like 
that was like your first time seeing an inside look to like what we were doing. True. When we were just like out messing around and like having fun. But like before that, you know, like nobody had like seen documented, like, yeah. So what are the boys up to? You know? <laughs> like what was your So here's what comes to mind. I I thought you guys were just wasting your time until we went to Idaho on a trip and you missed out on that call from that MTV. That's right. And I thought, oh shit. Wow. This this they're gaining traction here. I don't know what it's about. And then the next thing that happened was you guys had a drop and I don't know what you collected, maybe eighteen grand or something like that. And I thought, Oh, I get it. This this has potential to do something. And then you know, so one of my mentors said, there's different levels to look at. You know, when you're building a practice, I'm a chiropractor, you can have a vision that's as big as your community. It can be as big as your state. That's the next vision, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then you can have a national attraction. People will fly in from around the country. Or, the, you know, and what's the top? You can, you can have a global impact, yeah. you know. 100%. And when I started seeing addresses on your merch going out to Germany and New Zealand and Australia and Canada. And it's like, oh my God, these guys have something that they don't even realize they have a global impact. Now it's just a matter of scaling it, you know, and it's been awesome to watch it. That's so true about the going back to like, it's as big as your, I guess, like as you want to make it. And I, I always tell that to, because there's like local rappers and stuff in Fargo and like they're a local rapper and they're like trying to, you know, take off for instance. And they're like, yeah, I, I like need to, they're making songs about Fargo and stuff. I'm like, dude, like, and they're asking everyone to like listen to it and reshare it. You got the internet, you got the mm-hmm. world at your fingertips. And that's, that's the beauty of like today, you know, this. And you guys have that machine. It's running. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was up early yesterday. I was up at five and I watched Tim drive in at six, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, that, that brings up another message that you guys can send to your viewers. You know, it's like, you didn't get here by accident. I watched you guys grind hard. You know, I've watched him come home on the cameras at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> a lot, you mm-hmm. know? And so you got to have a vision but you don't get there sitting on your ass and just thinking about it. You guys have action. And so um, I was up early yesterday. I was watching this guy, and he talked about, you know, your ladder to success. And he said the top of your ladder needs to be above the clouds. And you know what's up there. You know where you want to go. You just don't know what it takes to get there. But you got all these steps to go through. And you just focus on the next step and the next step. And as you get closer to those clouds, that will reveal itself, you know, eventually. So, Hmm. yeah, you guys have been awesome to watch. What's your, like, favorite thing that we do? Well, I can tell you what my least favorite is. (laughs) Okay. You know, you guys, before I stepped up, you guys were talking about having uh, Ken come and do his reveal of the no neck brace thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? And I think I'm speaking on behalf of all the parents there as well. You know, it's, I just, I played this game long enough 
you know, we can get into it. You know, I was on, I was on a course of seeing the world on either a snowmobile or two wheels and then a snowmobile wreck just definitely was a defining moment. You know, when Ken broke his neck, you know, that as a parent, that is what I, I live in this world of, of people that have injuries and, and now 30, 40 years down the road, they're dealing with them every day. So that's my biggest concern yeah. is you guys getting hurt, you know, and now you're bringing in, you're bringing in talent that's way better than you and way skilled, <laughs> more skilled than you. And so also that's a little weasels. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's, that's kidding. a talent. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Evan no, is I amazing. I'm just I mean, he is. He's, he's amazing to watch. So what was your question? What, what, uh, Oh, just like, what, what do you most enjoy? I figured that was what you were going to say Yeah. Uh, on, on like the least enjoy. And yeah. I agree completely. Like after, especially after like the Ken part, all the parents in like yeah. basically anyone close to us, whether it was like texting or calling or like in person, they were like, I love what you guys do, but watching that makes all of the rest like hard to watch. Yeah. And not worth it. Yeah, when I got that call from you, you said, Dad, come come and check out Ken. He just hurt his neck. You know, I've taken care of Ken for a long time, so I know his neck. And mm. he was leaning back on that couch, and his neck was swollen out to Oof. here. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys, get your asses back here and get him, you know, take him in, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that, you that, know. That's that's the the bad that's negative. Yeah. But yeah. the great thing is, you know, just I love success. I love, you know, I wake up every day trying to be more successful and to see you guys, um, you know, like I've already said, you know, I just love the idea of striving for success. What's next? Mm-hmm. So, that's what's it's not about the cars, it's not about the money. It's it's just seeing you guys evolve. You know, I see you guys sit down here and you can just spark up conversation and it just rolls. Well, that's that takes talent. That just doesn't start, you know. And, you know, my mentor also told me those that can move the move um, people with a message, that's a form of power, you know. Mm-hmm. So you guys have a lot of young people watching you. For example, I just talked about, you guys work. You work your asses mm-hmm. off. You know what? And it it bugs me to know that there's worker shortages out there and people are sitting at home on their ass. It's like, get up and get moving. And you guys can be an example of that. And you are an example of that. You know, your your message is far-reaching in, in that respect as well. People, I read those comments. You know, these kids that have had, you know, whatever, parents die or divorce and all the shit that that we come into nowadays and you guys can make them laugh and cheer them up and you know give them a better day that's why you're here you know Mm -hmm. that's why you're here is to serve you know we're all on this planet to serve people so ultimately you guys are serving people through entertainment yeah hopefully making them happy uh you know, I see the crowd that shows up at some of your events. It's like some of these kids, you know, they just need need a little little bump, little boost, little inspiration as to what's possible. I mean, you guys had came from families that are successful. Yes, we saw like the success, but also 
we didn't have like any like kind of handouts or anything like that. That's my ever. point. That's where I was going. Do you remember when I was, I had to have been what, 13 or 14 years old and I rolled Sam Sam's uh, four wheeler and I broke like the plastics on it. Yeah. It was like 800 bucks. I didn't yep. have, I didn't have any money. And, um, you made me go and get a job, which wasn't even legal to get a job. <laughs> no. I, I had to have been 13 at the Cormorant store and I would ride my dirt bike to and from work. And then basically I've had a job ever since then, but probably had to work like three months for that 800 yeah, bucks. I, just to I pay probably for the did. Freaking plastic. Oh yeah. It, yeah. You know, but everything after that, I mean, just like having a job and the same thing with like all the guys you just bought and we just bought, like we bought our cars, we bought our, our, uh, dirt bikes and four wheelers and everything. So like nothing was you, ever, you went and worked for Dave. Yeah. And then I was working for Dave. And, and I, I don't think, I don't think I ever told you this. And I don't think he did either, but one day I knew you had to be to work at seven and it was like 10 after seven and he's still in there sleeping sawing logs oh man oh so this must i went like the one the, day, the I, was day late. I kicked the door open i said get your ass to work and then i called dave i said dave let him have it make sure my son oh, fears his did. life <laughs> oh he did yeah and he, he did. did. I still remember it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So you were part no of the... Yeah. No yeah. shit. Yeah. I've talked about that story on this podcast before. <laughs> no I, kidding. Yeah. I called him in advance. I said, Dave, no, this is a learning lesson. Let him have it. He's going to be 20 no, minutes I was late. Not, I was him. like 18 minutes late and Dave comes in just screaming and I was like, fuck this guy. I was, like, I was like, I worked for him for four years and I'm 18 minutes late yeah. one time. And then I think he this put guy you behind. I think he put you on just a shit job scrubbing those pads that were sitting in the swamps. God damn. You know, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, was, that, that was a defining moment in my life. I swear to God. After that, I remember vividly him screaming at me. And I, I remember just being like, dude, I was 18 minutes late. And this is how I was being like treated for it. I am one never working for somebody because of how terrible of an experience I had just throughout the years, but mostly in that moment. And two, I was like, when I have employees, I am not going to treat them like this. I will not like shit happens and you're 20 minutes late. I am not going to treat a 17 year old kid in such a way of just like disrespect like there's just like no respect so the fact that you actually <laughs> put him up to it put hey. him up to it no thank you thank you because that was like a such a defining moment in my life which oh, is so funny it's so funny I've, held, I've, I've had beef with dave ever since then but it was you behind it that's hilarious actually it's gotta be kind of cool for you just because you grew up dirt biking you're you're a huge I mean, like you were saying earlier, you were super into snowmobiling and motorcycles. And now it's like you pass that down to Ben and he's basically made a career. Like he's technically, I mean, he's a professional in, a, in his own way with it, you know? Like he's yeah. not out racing or doing uh, X Games, but he's getting paid to yeah, ride so, I mean, it's it's to the bottom of the lake. <laughs> yeah, getting paid to have fun. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We've always, man, we've gone on some crazy adventures throughout the years though, but like, Back when I was one, two years old, you'd put me on the snowmobile and I'd sit in front of you and hold on to the bar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had that switchback and it had the, the loop on it, you know? We put on hundreds of miles. Thousands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thousands. Yeah. yeah. Riding trails. Yeah, and leading. I hate trails now <laughs> after that, though. We like, Yeah, we put on so many miles on trails and then once I was like old enough to just ride my own snowmobile, I was like, 
I don't really want to ride trails. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I want to go somewhere else. Yeah, kind of over this. <laughs> so do you remember in any moments, probably when Ben was a little younger, maybe when we were doing a YouTube thing that you you wanted to step in and just be like, hey, buddy, don't do that. I'm coming back from the Cormorant store in the car. <laughs> and he pulls out yeah, of was, the trail that goes down alongside the road in a snowmobile. And he was little. <laughs> I mean, little. Had to stand up. Yeah. On like, the sled. Like my feet wouldn't. Touch touch the, the running boards if I was sitting. And I'm going 55 miles an hour <laughs> in the car, and the snowmobile is, you know. Dude, you were loose. Just on sleds, <laughs> dude, bro. Just ripping. I, I had that 550 fan just wound. And I'm trying to think, okay, gotcha. so how am I going to deal with this when, I, when we actually get home and meet in the driveway? I just smoked him on the way home. Yeah. yeah. He didn't, know, he didn't know I was behind him. Yeah. You know, so dust. I'm like, how do I keep the lid on this kid? Yeah, well, by that time it was he was too far out of the box. That's a ripper. So, oh, you so did. Anyway, I remember I you getting home and just screaming at me. Pissed. Oh, you were so you know, mad. It's just so dangerous. I mean, he's got a he's got a row of trees on this side and a highway with cars that coming at him on this wound. side. And it's You're like seventy wound. pounds. Yeah, Thousand no control around. over it at all. Really, you know, I knew at that point there was just no stopping it. It's funny though because I was just a chip off the block in that aspect. I was like. What do you mean? <laughs> you do that. We do yeah. that all the time when we're together. You're just mad because I was alone, technically not following you. I was like, this is not fair at all. It was like, how are you yelling at me for going fast when you taught me that? Point is well taken. Do you feel like you're... Was, uh, mom, was mom like, I don't know, Jason, seems like, I wonder where he learned yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she was always good at that. I feel like... Uh, there's like the phrase, you get your payback for the way you were. Yeah. Do you feel like you're getting your payback now? Yeah. You think? <laughs> do I stress you out? Um, you know, like I say, when, when, yes. I see, when I see you guys doing wheelies over black ice, it's a half inch thick and falling and through. There's, yeah. yeah. You know, no, I, sure. I just know that eventually we run out of rope and, and you know. Yeah. I, I think we've been or we've done our best in the last few years to try to reel in the rope as much as we can. I think you have. I'd agree with that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with Man, that. Man, back in the early days though, I can't imagine. That's what I mean. Yeah. I just, I'm trying to think back to us when we were like, you know, 19, 20, 21, didn't really know anything about anything. And we were just doing whatever and then filming it. And like, I, my mom still says like, she'll text me before she watches the video. I was like, are you Okay. Yeah. Like if it's about something, I'm trying to think of one that maybe happened, uh, like with my backflip jet ski, she texted yeah. me before, like, before I watch this, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. And she's like, okay, then she can watch it. Otherwise it stresses her out too much. You know what used to piss me off? <laughs> Randy was always so much better at this than me. Oof. I mean, he was so good. Like you guys would total something out. Okay. You know? What do you mean? Wood? What are you talking about? You guys would wreck something terribly, yeah. Yeah. you know? And Randy's just like, oh, okay, you know, let's replace it. And he was just always so much cooler about you guys wrecking shit than me, <laughs> you know? You'd wreck something and I would just be pissed. Yeah, you know? I know. Like, I, what? I'd be just terrified to just tell him I broke it. Oh, like, like your dirt bike or like something? Like when he broke it, you know, um, your brother broke your ankle or whatever you guys did. <laughs> yeah, but Sam, I, I remember, like, know? breaking snowmobiles. Like as a kid too. Oh man, I was so scared to come home and tell it's him. The worst. 
I think yeah. I'm like, you got to be the complete opposite of that, though. You are. Yeah. And I don't get you guys because <laughs> it's like you relish when something's broken and you look forward to destroying something. Well, it's kind of fun. Have you ever done it? No. Yeah. My might. conservative mindset is just take care of stuff and, and you know, pamper it and, you know. Yeah. But like, who cares? Like, it's yeah. just like, it's just stuff. Well, that's what makes you guys great is because you know that you can replace it, you know, with something even better. You know, it's like when you're burning the bumper off your GTR siege, I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? I always wanted to shoot flames out of that doing? thing. What's funny though, is most people probably think that way. Mm-hmm. And then, so most people watch it and they are like, it's entertaining because they can never see themselves doing it. But then in, in your it kind of pisses you off watching it too. It's like, I don't know. I, I think that's maybe, you know, what keeps some people coming back is the entertainment factor and then the disbelief of some people mm-hmm. in certain aspects. But yeah, you used to get so mad at me when I would break something. <laughs> and I that was another thing too. I, I just remember always being like, it, shit breaks. It happens. I'm not going to like, Get too hung up on it. I, Dad, I'll go work 75 hours to pay for this handguard at the Cormorant store. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'm paying for it. Like, what's the big deal? That's funny, oh. though. So um, you'd kind of mentioned, like, the adventures that you've gone on, whether it's on two wheels or, or snowmobiling. What, what have you done? Like, 50 states on a, on a motorcycle? 48. 48 states, and then, yeah, like, For some reason, many- I didn't get into Alabama. I was like, oh, okay, and you didn't hit Alaska or something, but no, oh, no, no, I've been so, to Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. When I remember, that like, was an amazing trip. As a kid, I remember you just like going on like two week motorcycle trips, and then you just like come back and you'd be home for like a week and then go on like another two week motorcycle trip. Where were you going? Like, why were you doing that? Like, where were you going? What was the drive? Yeah, I guess. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Because I sure don't have any more. But I really? just remember you like, yeah. like you didn't used to do that. And then you got a motorcycle and then you were just like gone for the next five years. Yeah. So I bought that BMW GS, which is kind of an on off road, but it's just a, it's a touring beast. And, um, I don't know. I put a hundred thousand, some hundred and some thousand miles oh, on that bike. Went to Alaska, went to every province in, in, uh, Canada it's like I would study an area. Okay, so so I read this book, um, the drummer of the band Rush. That's what started it. The guy's name is Neil Pert. He's dead. Just died. I read this book. It's called Ghost Rider. Basically, what happened in that book is Neil Pert's daughter died in a car accident, and his wife died of cancer, all within like two years. Hmm. He quits the band gets on a GS Adventure motorcycle, BMW, and he tours all the provinces in Canada up to Alaska, comes all the way down into the States. I think he goes all the way down to the tip of South America, and he documents this trip in the book. And I'm reading this book, and I'm thinking, God, I would love to see and experience what he experienced. So I go and buy that GS went to Alaska, went all the way up to the Arctic Circle, little village called Inuvik, as far as you can go on a motorized vehicle. Went went through a thousand miles of permafrost, you know, over permafrost road. Um, 
just amazing. You were just you know? like addicted to it. I was addicted to it. This hmm. was a 10 year run. Wow. And you just do it by yourself? Most of it was. So when you're like just hauling down the road on a motorcycle, at at any given point where you're like, one, this is like kind of dangerous, but two, that's like I'm kind of over this. Like after a hundred thousand miles on a motorcycle. No, it, it, I don't know. There was such an adrenaline rush. I think it's five hundred miles across this frozen tundra road that's built on the tundra, and then I get up there and I'm checking into this camp. It's not even a campground. It's just a place to put, <laughs> pitch a tent, you know. And everything because it's permafrost, everything is built off the ground. Yeah, so like the houses are all on stilts. Even this little campsite was a wood platform built off the ground because the heat of your body would sink you in mm-hmm. permafrost, wow. right? You're so far north that, you know, like TV dishes normally are like this up into the sky, you know, like your dish network. Yeah. You're so far north, they they point down. What? It's so strange. Holy so crap. it's just okay. goofy stuff like that that you experience in these adventures. Didn't you, you blow know? a tire on that trip, like in the middle of the 500 miles? So I get up to this little Eskimo village and... The guy goes, how was your trip? I said, it was good. And it's all, it's all Inuits. And there's one spot halfway across where there's gas station to fill up. So this road is made out of crushed shale. And it was like razor blades on that tire. Mm. Okay. And I, I, I get back across the permafrost, 500 miles, to what's called Klondike Corner, which is now tar again. It's, it's the Elkan Highway. And, and I look at my tire, and it's gone. I mean, it's oh just gosh. Fred's showing. And I am still a day from Alaska. <laughs> Dude. You know? Or I'm a day from, from a town, a, mm-hmm. a civilized town. And I'm, I'm like, this is never going to get me there. And so I'm driving down the road, and sure enough, it goes flat. In it the middle a, of nowhere. I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'm, I'm 150 miles from Toke, Alaska. So my dad's a world traveler, and he always said, you know, when in need, the right people show up. So I'm sitting there for probably three hours because it's fall. All the tourists from that go to Alaska, they're all, they're all back down. This is like the first week in September. And this guy comes by, and he's, I said, I got a flat tire. I don't know what I'm going to do. He said, I'll see if I can send you some help. And I'm sitting there. So now three hours have gone by. Oh, my God. So he's going to send you help. You're just stuck he's, on the side of the road. I'm just sitting on the side of this gravel road. <sighs> Do you have a phone? <laughs> there ain't no service up right. there, even if I had it. Okay. What the heck? Okay. So you're literally when by in need. yourself. Yeah. Now, listen, when in need, the right people show up. I'm sitting there. It's like, what the hell am I going to do? Here comes this truck, this county truck with a Tommy lift on the back of it. <sighs> the guy goes, we're going to take care of you. Well, halfway between Klondike Corner and Toke, Alaska, is a main service, Alaska Highway Department service road. Basically, these two guys live there year-round, and they just keep the road open so that people can get through. So I was about a half hour from that. Anyway, they we get the truck, the bike in the back of the truck, we get back, the guy gets on a satellite phone, calls into a guy he thinks in Toke, Alaska, has a tire for my bike. Wow. 
He he says, I think he drives a BMW, but we'll call him. So he calls him on the satellite phone. Yeah, I got a spare tire in my shed. <laughs> what? The guy goes, hey, you can take my truck. Gives me his truck. I drive to Toke, Alaska with the rim off the back of the, the bike. This guy puts the tire on the rim. Didn't quite fit, but he made it fit. And I drive back, put it on the bike. I take $200 bills and I lay it on the the counter of this guy that gave me his truck. It's the least I could do, right? And then and then I get on the bike and I drive. I get to Fairbanks where I'm going to have new tires put on. And I open my saddlebag and there's those $200 bills. What the heck? He stuck them back in there, hmm. you know? So hmm. back to your question, what? it's just stuff like that. It just It was just so cool, so ex- many cool experiences. People just, you know... Hmm. You, and then you meet other bikers and just awesome. So what about the one story of uh, the the one night that you were going and then that car passed you? Fourth uh, of July, we close our office for like 10 days. And I thought, oh, I'm not going to sit around. I get on. I had an FJR Yamaha. It's like a, it's y- a crotch rocket, touring crotch rocket, just a missile. I want to go to Seattle, experience Washington, see the mountains. And what instigated that trip was I was watching this um, thing on the Discovery Channel about these four guys that died on Mount Hood, Mm. which is in Washington. Mm. And I was looking at the scenery and the beauty, and I thought, oh, man, that's beautiful. Maybe I'll do that. And this is like in January I'm watching this. Maybe this summer I'll do that. So then get out there. I look at Mount Hood, drive along the Columbia River, go to Seattle, and uh, just beautiful, you know, just absolutely beautiful. Now it's July 3rd. I wake up and I'm in Oregon. And at the time, Oregon had a, a, a rule or a law that you couldn't pump your own gas. You had to have an attendant fill up your motorcycle or your, or your uh, car. So anyway, I, I could get the hell out of this state. Mm-hmm. It's July 3rd. I got to be out of the state by July 4th because you can't count on any mom gas and pop being open. gas station being open. So it's like, okay, I'm going to haul ass across Oregon. It's just before dark. I'm going down the road and this granddam comes up, whoa, comes up behind me, goes around me and he's hauling ass down this tar road. And I'm thinking, okay, I'll just get, get behind this guy. And he's doing, I'm looking down, I'm doing 105 miles an hour. You know, at night, too? At night. Jeez. Just before dark. Yeah, dusk. And I thought, this is stupid. So I back off. I ride, and about 10 minutes later, I I come across this, what looked like a cow. It, it was like you took a watermelon with all your might and threw it at a concrete wall. It was, the only reason I knew it was a cow, because I could see it was a big bull head, you know, with that fuzzy forehead, and otherwise, there is just, I got the brakes on, and I'm just navigating through this pile of exploded cow. It was, you guys have no idea. Oof. And then I look out, and about 100 yards out into this field is this car on fire. And I'm like, I'm not going out there. But the this, middle of the night at this point? It's dark. Yeah. Yeah, it's dark. And I hear this woman screaming. Oh, jeez. Oh, 
It was horrible, you guys. I had PTSD, and I still kind of do when I think about it. And and I thought, I got to go help her. She was sleeping in the back seat. It crushed the the top of the car down and broke his neck. And she was trying to get him out of this burning car. And I'm walking up, assessing this thing, and it's like, ah, oh, I have to help her. So she couldn't get him much. She couldn't get the door open, you know. And so I put the shield down, and I got all my body armor on and my gloves, leather gloves, and I put my shield on on my helmet, and I'm, why the hell won't this door? And I thought, well, maybe it's locked. And I reach in, and I, and it was locked. You know, and flames are blowing over the top of this guy in this car. Oh, it's horrible. Jesus. And and I and I I get the door open, and then I, I mean, you are so full of adrenaline. I grab this guy and I go to rip him out of that car. Well, the seatbelt is on him, you know. So now he's laying out of the car, and reach in through these flames and I and I undo the seatbelt and I I pull him on. I could see right away he's got a broken neck. Yeah. He didn't make it, you know. Mm. He didn't make it. So like was he making by this time there's other people walking up on the scene and I just got out of there. You know, he's I knew he's they were gonna take care of him anyway. Mm -hmm. And I get back on my bike. Now you guys don't know what an adrenaline rush is until you go through something like that. It was mm. I get to Twin Falls, Idaho, and I'm just driving slow, and it's pitch black. It's midnight, now July 4th, and I get pulled over by a highway patrolman going too slow on the freeway. And I told him what I just experienced, and he says, go get a hotel, buddy. Yeah, let's go to bed. Yeah, oh. and, I, and I, so I go into this hotel parking lot, and I'm thinking, I am, I'm not going to pay 150 bucks for a hotel and go. I'm not going to sleep. And I can't. lay there anyway. So I get back on the bike. Go to Jackson Hole, have a little breakfast, go through the Yellowstone Park, end up in Glendive, Montana that night, you know, just all on adrenaline, hmm. you know. Jeez. You know, you hear about guys doing um, iron butts, which is a thousand miles on a, in a seat, you know, yeah, without, yeah. you know, you get off to fill up with gas, but a thousand miles in a day. Yep. I did 1,800 miles that day. Holy oh, crap. Yeah. Man. Yeah, it was just an adrenaline kick for 10 years. It's just can, awesome. So you did that, Uncle Buck, your brother. He's, <coughs> he's done, like, what, the, all the way to, like, Argentina <coughs> on a motorcycle? I think he did, yeah. Like, like this. And he had a, he had an experience where where he's he's on this road in Mexico, and, and these, these Mexicans are uh, holding a two-by-four with spikes. So you could not drive through on a motorcycle, right? Yeah. And he gets off his bike, and and I think he bought him off for fifty bucks, and they let him go. And they had a family on the ground. What? Yeah. What? Wait, they had like a family. Someone? They had stopped a family, and they had them like laying face down on the ground, holding them ransom. Holy you know, crap! My brother knew. You know, he had everything. Yeah, kind of hidden, sketchy area, and kept kept a fifty dollar bill because he kind of was. Probably suspecting. Anyway, that's yeah. crazy. He, he yeah, came so back. He had PTSD. For I bet. Yeah, it's I bet. A while was he down. able to pay off the for the, the family, family that was laying there? I don't know. I think he got, <laughs> he got on he got fifty bucks. He said, "You go, amigo." And he, <laughs> he was like, "I'm out of here." <laughs> Holy yeah. shit! So that's why we do this stuff. You know, it's Grandpa funny. did the same shit too, didn't he? Yeah, like all over the country, all over the world. Yeah, he just he's seventy four years old. Just drove his motorcycle down to Cabo. And then I talked to him last week. He says, yeah, I think I'm going to ship my bike over to Europe. 
Man, so, yeah, I, wonder, I wonder are, if I'm going to do that if, one day. When's your Vagabond Adventure coming? Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like I got the same genes. <laughs> I got the same adventurous soul. I don't yeah, know. Geez. I don't know if I have it was, that much, though. That's was crazy. it your dad the one that was on the sailboat? Or yeah. Was that Stacey's? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great story. Yeah, that's... It's too much. Yeah. We won't get into that. Was, that, that that's a whole nother story. podcast. Got that, it. That, that again is PTSD. You know, when your dad's missing for 21 days, and they oh. find him washed up on a beach in the Louisiana Bayou, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. Okay, I can't wait to see where you go on your motorcycle, Ben. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like On my dirt bike? Yeah, on your dirt bike. <laughs> Probably not very far. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really have much of like a desire to... Even get a motorcycle. Maybe, Not yet. Maybe one day, though. Oh, this is cool. It's kind of fun to do something different. Here's some yeah. cool stories. Yeah, guys. Some of these, I hadn't heard any of those, but I feel like we've had a million conversations. Got a whole bunch more. Stories. Yeah, I would say that that's the tip of the iceberg there. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah again, it. man, it's just, it's been so fun hanging out here. Thanks for letting me come over and just hang, guys. Of course. Of course. <laughs> we miss when you come <laughs> over on Fridays and grab a beer and hang out with us. Remember when he used to come over for like a couple months there and then on a Friday would, hey, is it cool if I drink a bubbler? <laughs> and then after a couple months, he goes, how much alcohol is in this? <laughs> I go, there is none. There's no alcohol in them. And he's like, oh, I was still getting a buzz. <laughs> I could have swore I was getting was a buzz. Caffeine buzz. <laughs> Because, yeah, you'd be like, oh, hey, you I, mean, I might have two of these, and I'm like, go for it, man. <laughs> There's no sugar. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I got more stories, you guys, when you were little. What, what kind of stories? Yeah, what are we, yeah. Talking, yeah, what about are we talking about here? Well, I remember the time that CJ puked across the whole back of my car. Oh. Yeah, you, dude, you are th- you're a puker. <laughs> dude, he is. dude, I got car sick because so we were on a mo- a dirt bike trip in <laughs> Ely, and it was just like this really windy road, and I was on the very back, and it was super hot. I remember, and I kept saying, I was like, you, you didn't say nothing. I said, <laughs> you can we put the window down? Stop! I swear to God, I said, can we put the window down? You're, it's like when he puked, he did this, but it was like it compressed it, and we had puke. <laughs> Just he was in, in the back of a like, Sequoia, how did, how did, how did and there was puke, puke on the dash. Yeah, I puked. <laughs> yeah, all it was like, oh my goodness, dude. <laughs> everyone in the car is covered. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was embarrassing. Not really, but that was funny more so. All right. Well, on that note, I think we're gonna wrap up the podcast. If you made it this far in the podcast and you're not subscribed, hit subscribe, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. 
answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.